Hey, I'm your host, Joe, and welcome to Zoo Talk. Today, I'm going to talk on a controversial topic of whether zoos are good for animals. Zoos have been a subject of debate for many years, with some people believing that they provide a safe and educational environment for animals, while others argue that they are cruel and unnecessary. On the one hand, proponents of zoo argue that they provide a safe heaven for animals, and the wild animals face a number of threats such as poaching, habitat loss, and climate change. Zoos provide a protected environment where animals can live free from these dangers. They also argue that zoos provide an opportunity for people to learn about different species and their habitats, which can help to promote conversation efforts. However, opponents of zoos argue that animals in captivity suffer greatly. They argue that keeping animals confined to small spaces such as cages or enclosures can lead to physical and psychological problems, like depression. Animals in zoos may exhibit behaviors such as pacing, rocking back and forth, which are signs of distress. They also argue that zoos contribute to the exploitation of animals, with animals being used as entertainment for human beings. First, let's hear a first-hand view straight from an animal activist. I have been an animal activist for over about a decade now, and one of the causes that I strongly advocate for is the end of zoos. Zoos are touted as places for conservation and education, but the reality is that they are nothing but prisons for animals. These animals are taken from their natural habitats, confined to small spaces, and denied the freedom to engage in natural behaviors. I have seen the psychological toll that captivity takes on animals firsthand. They become depressed, anxious, and even self-destructive. It breaks my heart to see them pace back and forth in their cages, exhibiting repetitive behaviors that are clear signs of distress. Moreover, zoos do not contribute significantly to conservation efforts. Instead, they serve as entertainment centers where people pay money to gawk at these captive animals. The fact that they need to confine animals to cages for humans' amusement is appalling to me. As an animal activist, my ultimate goal is to raise awareness about the plight of captive animals and encourage people to boycott zoos. I believe that it is possible to provide a humane and ethical approach to conservation that does not involve confining animals to cages. It is time for us to acknowledge that animals have the right to live free and unencumbered lives just as we do. We need to stop exploiting them for our entertainment and start treating them with the compassion and the respect that they deserve. I will continue to fight for the end of zoos and the liberation of all captive animals until they can roam free and live the lives that they were meant to live. We also asked a random purchase student to search on the internet on zoos effects on animals. Keep in mind though, Damien had no knowledge of zoos beforehand. This is what he concluded. Hey, I'm Damien and I think zoos are great for animals. Firstly, zoos provide a safe and protected environment for animals. In the wild, animals face many dangers like habitat loss, poaching, and diseases. Zoos offer a secure home where animals are protected from these threats. They have access to high-quality food and medical care, which ensures about their health and well-being. Secondly, zoos play an important role in conservation efforts. They participate in breeding programs that help endangered species recover their populations. They also work with researchers and scientists to study animal behavior and develop strategies to help protect their natural habitats. 
Zoos are also a great educational tool which allow people to learn about animals which they would not typically see to their everyday lives. Zoos teach visitors about animal behaviors, diets, and the importance of protecting wildlife. Zoos offer people the opportunity to connect with animals, seeing animals up close, which can be incredibly inspiring and rewarding experience. It can have a sense of empathy for the re and respect for the animals, which can lead to positive actions to help protect them. Zoos play a vital role in protecting animals. They provide a safe home for animals, educate visitors about wildlife, and inspire people to take care of animals. Overall, zoos are very beneficial for both animals and researchers. And now for our main interview, please welcome Thomas Toponia. He is also a Purchase College student and he works at the Bronx Zoo. Here we ask him a handful set of questions written from zoo activists as well as personal questions about Thomas. Here we go. Thomas Deponia, intern at the Reptile House at the Bronx Zoo. Great, awesome. And with your first internship, um, how do you first, what sparked the interest into you getting this? Uh, reptiles were always my favorite, and my dad works at the zoo as well, so I grew up there, and I always knew that once you turned 18, you could work at the reptile house as a volunteer. So as soon as I turned 18, I sent in an application, and I got, uh, I got accepted. Yeah, so since with all your interests of reptiles and animals, is there like a role model you have that really made you go into this hobby, or this, or this passion for animals? Well, my dad doesn't work with animals, but it, it was really my parents allowing me to grow up at the zoo because my dad worked there. My mom would always take me there. Uh, it's funny because the reason I like reptiles so much is because green was my favorite color growing up, and a lot of them are green. So that's basically the reason I started liking animals. I'd say if we're talking about like a scientist who was an inspiration to me, there's a natural field biologist called George Schaller, and he has a, uh, a five-decade span of working all over the world with different uh, rare species, and I think that's very impressive and a huge inspiration to me. Cool. Um, what is your favorite reptile slash animal? Oh, favorite reptile right now, it's probably geckos. I think geckos are really cute, and they're really cool animals, and they, they're some of the smartest reptiles that we have. Awesome. How long have you been a part of this internship so far? Ten months. Ten months, great. But I've been working at the zoo for over four four years now. Awesome. Okay. It's the different experiences that the full time keepers let me do, because I've I've put in the work and they appreciate it. I they take me aside to do really cool things like a lot of holding animals that I would never get to interact with outside of this job as well as just seeing so much cool stuff happen at the zoo. I, I love it there. Everyone there is super friendly as well as there's a good balance of professionalism as well as just casual fun. Awesome. That makes it a great environment to work in. What is your favorite task at this internship? Oh, it's, uh, it's definitely the end of the day letting the animals back inside. So at a zoo, you have two areas. You have the public view and then you have a shift area where the animals go to sleep and be not disturbed during the night. And it's always cool because you always get to bring the animals back in, whether it's 
whether it's letting in the Komodo dragons, which are 13 feet long lizards, or just watching the animals wind down for the day and start doing their nightly routines to go to sleep. I think it's really cool. Yeah. So with this being said, what's your favorite animal to work with? Oh, that's so tough. There's so many. I think, so the biggest reptile we have that I've worked with is Abdul. He's a 100-year-old Aldabra, so six, not six feet, like four feet high, six feet long. He's like 400, 500 pounds. Uh, And we have a ton of Aldabras, but he acts like a dog. And, And this is the weird thing. I've never seen a reptile do this, but... He will walk up to you. He wants to be pet. He loves head scratches, and he is a delight to work with because he doesn't. He acts so much like a, a dog more than a reptile. Yeah, great to hear your love or passion about animals. Um, so let's shift into the topic about zoos in general. Mm-hmm. So, as someone who works in the zoo or has an internship in there, do you feel that the animals are well taken care of, or even at the shelters? better than them living in their own environment yeah definitely um it's it's a tricky topic because zoos when they started were terrible because it was just animals in a concrete enclosure but now uh, of course we get we get inspected i think like every three months at this point by uh, global and international organizations but it's also Everyone that works it with the animals loves those animals, and we take the best care of them. They're always, they get medical exams every year to make sure um, their health is good as well as their stress levels. And if there's ever a problem, which there rarely is, we always adjust to make that animal feel as uh, comfortable as possible. Cool. Have you guys, have the zoo ever built an inspection? Our zoo, no, because I know there's zoos who have, but our zoo is uh, one of the most uh, well-known for being uh, good to their animals. Awesome. So with this rising topic of whether zoos are good for animals, there's many activists on both sides advocating whether animals should stay in zoos or not. Um, Mm -hmm. Have you ever encountered with any of these activists? Uh, Not personally, but... There's people always outside the zoo trying to get the elephants out of the zoo, which I there's there's a really big issue with that. At one one is they a lot of people don't know what they're talking about and they've never set foot in a zoo. But also two I I'd, I'd argue that they should be protesting a lot of other places like pounds and like puppy mills, but they choose the zoo and at this point, unfortunately, because our climate is rapidly degrading due to human activity, we need the zoos to uh, educate and get people interested in these animals that they wouldn't see. Because it, it, going into the zoo and seeing one animal you love makes you want to protect that animal. And really, zoos are just a, as much about entertaining the guests as well as educating them at this point about how to take care of these amazing animals. Yeah, totally agree. Do you guys have any endangered species in the zoo? Oh, a lot. I'd say, I'd say about more than 50% of our collection, at least at Reptile House, is endangered. And that's unfortunately because, one, reptiles are cold-blooded, so global warming affects their system, heats them up too much. 
And also, too, uh, a lot of illegal pet trade happens with reptiles. So a lot of animals are exploited and their populations decline in the wild. So we have a lot of endangered uh, animals. We have a lot of breeding programs as well. We have at least, uh, at the top of my head, we have at least five endangered breeding programs for reptiles right now trying to put more back in the environment. Yeah, cool. There's been some activists saying that we should release these endangered species back into the wild so they can be in their natural habitats. What do you have to say for that? I think we should release uh, them back into the wild when we have a stable uh, place for them. So we have a, a, a spray, there's a species of frog called the Kihanzi spray toad that throughout the past 10 years we've been putting back in the wild after they were uh, extinct in the wild. And that's because there's a protected area for them that won't be touched. But a lot of times if you put an animal back in the wild that's endangered, and it's not protected by international, well, not international, but that nation's government and the laws and everything, that animal will unfortunately probably die because it's not going to be protected, especially elephants, rhinos. If those are not protected, they will be hunted immediately for their ivory, unfortunately. Okay, good. Um, since you've been around the zoo the rest of your life, have you ever encountered someone who gave you a hard time? No, all the time. Especially Wednesdays is free days, so anyone can go in, especially the people who don't like the zoos. And I used to work in education, which is basically just customer service outside, talking to the people, answering questions. And a lot of the times people are annoyed about something or other. And a lot of the times you just got to say, I can't answer that. Here's the guest relations card because they don't want a lot. Of, if, if I say something wrong the zoo's going to get in trouble. So just give them guest relations and go about my day. Yeah. Uh, is there any specific incident that you want to talk about? Mm, I don't know if there's a specific one that comes to mind about, like, a time I was really annoyed. I Oh, so, like, a few, a few uh, years ago, I think it was, like, 2020, 2019, a bird was flying in an area outside that was like on the ground and there was a group of campers who were trying to like catch the bird and some were like stomping and it was <laughs> I have never been so mad in my life but basically you had to get security there and they sorted it all out but I uh, it, a lot there's a lot of camp groups and a lot of them <laughs> don't understand how important animals are <laughs> great um has there been any incident where, like, someone who is anti-zoo has come up to you and, you know, harassed you or anything like that? that no, but unfortunately, I know people who have gotten that. I think I, I think that happens more often than not. But a lot of the times, uh, those people aren't allowed in the zoo because they don't even buy tickets because they don't want to support it. So, yeah. so has it happened to any of your coworkers? Not that I, not in memory, but I've heard about it happening. Not to anyone I personally know. Okay, cool. I remember in our last interview, there was an incident where, like, someone came up to you and they were, like, saying something. I'm not sure if you remember. Uh, it was a bit, I think it happened on Wednesday, too, where you were explaining about, like, birds and something like that. Like a negative thing? Yeah. 
I don't remember a specific thing, but there are people who are, like, a little judgmental about stuff that, unfortunately, they don't understand. But I do think that a lot... The big question a lot of people have is, like, taking care of the animals and they want to make sure everyone is doing their job. At that point, you just reassure them that, obviously, inspections, and you tell them the whole list of things that we do to make sure our animals are safe. I don't know if that answers your question, unfortunately, but, you know, that happens Okay, sometimes. so since you work in the education department, is there, like, any special encounter you had that really stuck, stuck with you? It's always when the, the kids want to keep talking to you. There was There was one little girl and her dad that... She was obviously really smart, and she knew all about dinosaurs and stuff. And I, I was a dinosaur kid myself, so I know a lot of stuff about that. So we had, like, a 10-minute conversation about just all the different types of dinosaurs and how they lived. And those, those conversations where the parents don't force their kids to talk and the, the parents aren't bothered and the kids are enjoying themselves, those are the times where it's nice because they just, they're just there and they want to learn and no one feels like they're stuck there. Has there been any um, moment in your job where you felt overwhelmed or you just want like, hey, I just want to go home? For the reptile job, no. I've never, it's been almost a year and I've never had a day where I've wanted to leave, which is very uh, nice to have a, pos- a position like that. Education, it's, 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 in, it's toe-to-toe a customer service, so there's been many days there where I've been exhausted from the amount of people I've talked to or just want tired to and want to go home but the job I'm doing right now it's it's amazing and I have never felt like I wanted to leave cool um with that being said so let's turn back to the topic of activists Mm -hmm. so if you were to say something to animal activists to like prove your point on why zoos are good for animals Mm -hmm. what would the main thing you would say to them I'd say you got to do your research. I think that these people don't do their research and they just see what they want to see without taking time to put in the work because a lot of times they, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is usually wrong. And that's not saying that they're wrong as human beings for thinking this. I just think that a lot of them don't put in the work to make a point that is worth making because it's not true and that's not against them it's just you got to do your research before you try to uh interrupt an animal's way of life yeah can you be more specific on when one of them said something wrong uh so one of the biggest ones is people want our elephants out of the zoo because they don't think they're happy um because we don't keep we have two elephants we don't keep them together and people think that's because we want them separate or they the truth is uh one of the elephants they don't really get along they're individuals they're like human beings and those two individuals don't really get along with each other and one's a lot smaller so for safety reasons uh and so they're both happier on their own we keep them separate and they both have adequate space but a lot of people see that because the elephants aren't together they're unhappy and they should be removed and that's just that's just not true because that's not how uh, all elephants work everyone's an individual and those two specific individuals want to be solitary they get a plenty of interaction from their keepers 
They love their keepers. They're very vocal and very expressive animals. So we know how they feel more than other animals, and a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, I totally agree. Have you seen anything in the news that totally pushed out a false narrative in the zoo? Oh, all the time. Not specifically towards my zoo. I don't see many of that, but it's always it's always something like about how a zoo abuses animals, and maybe sometimes that's true. Not every zoo is certified like the Bronx Zoo is, but a lot of times, again, it's that they don't do the research and they don't realize that animals while you can't see it as well as humans, they do have emotions and they are not all the same. So a lot of times, if an animal's not in a herd like they should be in the wild, it's a bad thing. But a lot of time, there are some animals that don't want to be in a herd. It's just that sort of thing where they don't think about the animal specifically, they think about the idea of the animal. Yeah. Have you seen anything in, that was specific to your zoo? It's mainly the elephants. That thing's been going on for, I want to say, 10 years now. And every time someone tries to bring it to court or something, it is shut down immediately because it's just simply, there's no, there's no reason for it to be brought to court, first of all, and two, it's always shut down immediately because there's no thing against the zoo. Now, here's some questions I asked written from a zoo. Okay. So, hey, Thomas, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Good, good. All right, so we're going to go back to the topic whether zoos are good for animals or not. Of course. So let's get started. Um, first things first. I know I asked you this already, but what is your personal opinion on whether zoos are good or bad for animals? I think that it depends on where the zoo is. And so we'll talk about American zoos because 90% of American zoos are regulated by uh, national government agencies as well as non-profit agencies that look after the animals. So I'd say if we're talking about American zoos, I think most, to not, if not all of them, are uh, take care of their animals. They hire people who love those animals and put in all the effort, as well as there's inspections that happen all the time to make sure the care of those animals are necessary, necessarily up to date, as well as uh, giving the animal extra enrichment so things for them to do outside of the basic eat drink sleep that allows them to um, think about do behavioral activities as well as like increase cognitive thinking cool so that being said what is the main purpose of the zoo in your opinion is it for the conversation the education or entertainment i think right now it's a combination of entertainment and conservation because you need to entertain people to get them to want to go. But once they do go, they see animals that they wouldn't see in the wild. And it, it shows how important when you see an animal up close, it shows you how important it is that you need to keep these animals safe. So you really go there to enjoy, but also you, you learn about how impressive and amazing these animals are as well as, what we can do to protect them. Cool. Do you believe that zoos contribute to the conversation of endangered species? Uh, what do you mean contribute? Um, it's like, whether zoos have an impact on endangered species? Negative or positive? Both. Uh, so I'd say if we were talking about 100 years ago, I'd say negative. 
because we used to take animals from the wild. Not we specifically, but zoos in general used to take animals from the wild to put in their exhibits. Now I'd say uh, benefit, we benefit endangered species because almost every major zoo has multiple endangered species programs. From what I know personally, there is four in the reptile department alone at the Bronx Zoo for four different species of amphibian and reptiles, as well as stuff for bison and different types of birds. So zoos are really big and important facilities for breeding endangered animals. And there's also a lot of release programs where we put them in their native habitat. Cool. So some people argue that zoos are cruel because they confine animals to small spaces. Mm -hmm. How do you respond to this criticism? I'd say that there's a lot, space is relative, so there's a lot of space that we as humans need because we're such complicated uh, animals and beings, and every other animal doesn't need as much space. I'm not saying you shouldn't give them space. We do give all animals adequate space, and it's inspected every year, and there's standards for what what space each animal needs, but if you think about it, reptiles and amphibians and a lot of mammals that are very low energy they don't move around as much so they we don't a lot of people think of it like oh they're tiny humans they need this amount of space they need the space to live as well as uh, space that gives them abilities to do what they need to do in the wild and i think a lot of people don't realize that we give them adequate space it's just they're thinking about what everything humans need to do so Every animal also has two areas. A lot of them have shift areas and exhibit areas, so they can move back and forth when they please. And there's a lot of things in the exhibit that give them the adequate space and nurturement that they need. Cool. What measures does your zoo take to ensure that animals are happy and healthy in their habitats? Well, like I was saying, there's shift areas, so if an animal is not feeling comfortable uh, getting looked at, or if they just are stressed out or don't want to be on dis- on exhibit, they can go into another area that's off the eyes of the zoo visitors. There's also yearly uh, checkups on most animals. I'd say every animal gets a um, the health department looking at it for physical checkups. If I'm not mistaken, I, I don't know much about the health department. But I know that as soon as an animal looks or acts a certain way, it's immediately brought to medical uh, help. And whether that turns out good or bad, the animal is always taken care of immediately. And we have health staff on the zoo 24, 7, 7 days a week. Cool. Has there been ever a time where you witnessed an animal and a zoo suffering from such a depression? If so, how was the animal treated? From depression, not that I've seen. I know animals can go through depression. Reptiles, which I work with, tend not to because they don't really form familial bonds like mammals do. So personally, I have not seen any. I do know that some animals get sad when they're not with a relative or something, and a lot of times we keep relatives together. So, for example, if I can think of an example, our domestic area with the camels, we have a camel whose mother is also there, and those two are inseparable. So we try to keep those animals together just because that's what they feel comfortable with. Cool. So what do you think is the biggest... I'm sorry. 
What do you think is the biggest misconception that people have about zoos and the treatment of animals? I think it's just the, the big misconception is we treat the animals badly for the gain of the institution. And really, it's everyone who works with the animals closely. It's a passion job. Unfortunately, zoos don't pay zookeepers super well. It's not a high-paying job. So everyone who works there is deliberately there because they love working with animals. So just on that, you know that they're not doing it for the money or anything. They're doing it because they love the animals they work with and care about them very much. Okay, cool. With that topic of um, speaking about co-workers, has there been any co-worker that you feel hasn't been doing their job correctly? Or hasn't been taking care of the animals correctly? In the animal department, no. There's extensive, like... Uh, supervision when you first start working with animals, especially danger, well, ones that can be potentially dangerous. And I haven't worked with a keeper that has neglected their duties. They will always go out of their way to do everything they need. I'm not saying that's impossible to happen. It's just in my experience, in my small department, I have not met someone who has done that. Cool. Uh, really good response. So in your opinion, what can zoos do to improve the lives of the animals under their care? Well, there's a lot of animals that we get uh, that were either shot down, hit by cars, abandoned. We get a lot of abandoned animals, especially turtles. And those animals are in terrible condition. And a lot of the time, they spend the rest of their lives at the zoo happy and healthy. Our bald eagles were both injured in car crashes, and they are perfectly happy as well as our vultures, which I think our vultures just gave birth. So we were able to take these animals that would die off outside of a zoo setting or people just neglected and uh, give them a life that's uh, easy to live and they won't suffer. Cool. That was a really good interview. Thank you so much. Thank you. While there are certainly valid arguments on both sides, what's important is that we continue to have open and honest conversations about the rule of zoos in our society. We've heard from experts in the field who have shared their insights and opinions and we learned about the history of zoos and their evolution over time. We explore the positive impacts of zoos on animal welfare and conversation efforts as well as the negative effects that they can have on an animal well-being. As we move forward, it's important that we consider the individual needs and well-being of each animal in captivity and that we prioritize animal welfare above all else. Whether or not zoos have a place in our society is a question that we must all continue to grapple with. But what's clear is that we must do everything in our power to ensure that animals in captivity are treated with the respect and dignity they deserve. Thank you so much for listening to this audio documentary, and we hope that this has given you a deeper understanding of this complex and controversial topic. Thank you.